Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, as you've all been watching the news, Corona disappeared from the news. There's no more Corona, according to the media. And, well, that's good news. And uh, everything is about the Ukraine and Russia coming in. Clearly, the Western world is taking the side of the Ukraine. I'm not taking any sides right now. I'm not really a fan of Russia or the Ukraine. Um, I do want to say that I do feel for the people themselves. I do not want suffering for anyone. And it is heart-wrenching looking at some of these videos. And on that note, I want to say that sympathy does not win a war. All of us who are clucking our tongues looking at some of these horrific video footage that's taking place, uh, it's not going to help bring peace. It's not going to help uh, save people from the pain and the suffering that they're going through and possibly death as well. We're going to be talking about the Ukraine and the, the New World Order. I really do not know where the show is going to go because my guest is, that's the title he gave me and that's where we're going. But I want to let you know also that in the first part of the show, when we get back, we are going to be speaking with someone in Kiev right now in the Ukraine. And she lives right near the parliament in the capital city there of Kiev, uh, where the Russians are planning to invade. If you're listening to this show later on, they may have already done so. But at this point, she's going to explain the gunfire that she's heard, other things as well. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up next, a l- interview with someone in Kiev in the Ukraine. And later on, we'll be having a Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, who's going to be talking about talking to us about the Ukrainian and the New World Order. I want to remind you all, I am doing video interviews. I have done some fantastic stuff, if I do say so myself. I really want to encourage you all to go and watch it because it's not on the radio. It is only available through our webpage at israelnewstalkradio.com. israelnewstalkradio.com. Go to it while you're listening to the show now. Rev it up already so it's on your computer or your phone so you're ready to listen to uh, afterwards. And look for the tab on the menu bar that says videos. And you'll see all the videos there. I've got a video with Roseanne. I've got a video with uh, a former Palestinian Liberation Organization sniper member slash driver for Arafat and why he loves Jews today. You're going to love it. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We have with us now Frumi Kazido. She is a Chabad Shaliach or a representative of Chabad in Kiev, Ukraine. She is actually right now near the parliament. She is there now and she's with us. Shalom Frumi. Yes, actually I live there, yeah. You That's live the there. Right. 
Mazda house to come, I don't know, is a house for everything. It's like home. We are here. And first one, I want to be sorry, apologize for my English is uh, pretty bad. So I hope you understand me, guys. Everything what I want to say and my experience and what I feel. First of all, it's very exciting to see how people in all over the world, they are looking at us and praying. And like, I feel more, more, most of the time, actually, <laughs> to be honest, that people are outside from here much more afraid than us, than me. And, um, I feel, I, we feel, I don't know, your praying and your wishes, it makes me, it makes, it makes better. Yeah. So you're very appreciative of all the people who are praying for your safety. I understand that. And we all are actually praying for your uh, safety. And we, we want to know exactly what you're going through. First of all, do, do you go out or you tr- do you try to stay inside or are things normal there still? Or is there a lot of tension? What, what are you going through? In Kiev now, it's like it's a lockdown for it's what it's from. It signs, uh, it, it started yesterday, five o'clock in the evening, and it will be finished, as I understand. I hope I have not mistake there, uh, tomorrow, eight o'clock. So, uh, the okay, so what we need to do is to be at home, not go out. N- Nobody go out walking in the street, no. But thank God, everything is silent. Uh, we don't. We almost don't hear bombs shooting. I don't know. In the center, uh, it's it's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a relaxing silence. I mean, uh, thank God. But yes, we feel okay, and it makes me to. I mean, in my heart, I, I feel feel fear, and I don't know, in stress. And I have three daughters, four four years old, three years old, one years old, and I don't know what if I don't know someone will coming if it will be like a war from house to house as in Gaza or I don't know some in, in people in place that is like from I mean from building to building, and I just a little bit be a be fair and I you know I understand that I have to do something with this because I can't just to imagine all the situation that's can coming and I don't know what is really coming. So it's in this case it's most of the time is worse. So what I doing in this uh these situations like that I just take a paper and book who called Igrot Kodesh is is a letters what uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe Wrote to people and is in in books. I put my letter there in the book, and I got an answer that everything it will be fine as Hanukkah miracle. And the Rebbe explained there the difference between miracles that is for years as Hanukkah that we celebrated every year, and miracles big that was to our fall, yes, for our community, but it wasn't to all the generations. It just was celebrating to this year. So I understand that we will be a big Hanukkah miracle. And even maybe Zelensky or he or Ukraine is small and the Russians, they are the big and 
they have everything. But I I thought it will be like in I I thought it will be great Hanukkah miracle what it will be going here. Were there other Jews in the Ukraine that you know of that left? They said, we don't want to be here for the war. We don't want to take a chance. Uh, a lot of people uh, leaving the last week, but a lot of people don't know, don't know what to do. If, if it's safety to stay home or safety to take a drive, because it's a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of stories about going there and maybe it will be bombed in the way and I don't know what. So, so a lot of people don't know what exactly to do. And is there people that just going to, to a village next to, to Kiev, not, not to be in the city? Because if something it will be worse, maybe Kiev can be like danger place. So you're saying um, that some people that left, they didn't leave the country. They just went to a suburb. They went to outside of the big city. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Did any of them yeah. leave the country? Yes, people also yesterday it was Shabbos, Shabbat, and people get uh, permission from Rav. Uh, I mean, it's like Sakdim, Sakalacha. They can to driving in Shabbat, in Shabbos, uh, driving out uh, to force the to go out from Ukraine to. Okay, so you're saying that the, the so that the, the chief rabbi of Ukraine gave permission for uh, the Jews. Uh, to violate the Shabbat and drive in order to escape possible death from the Russians. Yes, you. Okay, <laughs> why didn't you? Great. Why didn't you do that? Um, we don't know if it's safe as to be here because is 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 kind to think here is more because now of course in the house it's safety than in the in the in the walls. And in the also, it's not it's not easy to go out from the country because all the places are full of people and people they're stuck stucking for days even. And uh, you say people are decided, stuck for days trying to get out of the country. Yes, because the decided. airports are closed. Correct. Yeah, of course. Okay, so people are trying to the airport. Yes. I don't, I don't speak about the airport. I speak about driving by right. car yes. to to Polish, uh, to Pol- Poland, uh, mm-hmm. or um, Romania, Hungary. Uh, right, yeah. I understand. All right, have you heard gunfire, bombing? Have you heard any of that from your windows? Yes, I heard. Late uh, Shabbat, Shabbos night, it was a little bit scared scary but as i understand after that from the news it wasn't uh, it's first it was like happy shouting i don't know because they they uh, they attacked and they have uh, i mean well they're doing great in the in the war so in the, in the i don't know there so that's what i understand from the news Do you have any plans what to do if, God forbid, the Russians reach you and they come uh, house to house, building to building, house door to door? Do you have any plans at all how to protect yourself and your children? Uh, First, they keep saying, and I believe that, uh, that they don't want to catch civilians. They, they, They really trying 
not to hoard buildings with civilians there and they they want to attack uh, like military so uh, i don't know if russian will be there in the, in the end but just the only fear that i have that these people will be in the house and they want to attack uh, back the russians and they will, i mean i don't know in this situation that everything is will be everything want to fire each other that's a little bit what it make, makes me scared but from i don't know it's thinking if russian just will be in kiev and they took it I, I i am not a ukrainian yes i'm israel and i live there i, I like ukraine but uh, my life more so so it's not really i think i don't think it's danger or something like that were there any uh people that you know that were deciding to leave before shabbat in other words we've known already for some weeks that russia was planning perhaps to invade the ukraine uh i mean do it did most people just not think it was serious or why didn't they leave earlier most 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 people i think don't didn't think it's serious first yeah but also a lot of people the chief rabbi says everyone to leave to be to be the chief to rabbi honest. told everybody to leave yes and he said that maybe months ago i don't know i mean a few weeks ago and the the israeli government all they work here, I mean, uh, people who work in the government, like teachers even, or something that's working in, uh, I don't know, like something like that, that's working in Ukraine. They told to pack them, uh, them stuff and they, they have to, to leave the country. But no one know how long it will be. And after a week, they said maybe be coming now back. And also, it wasn't people that coming that already uh, have time to come back to Ukraine. For us, it wasn't like something that I was thinking because when I have this uh, this situation, what I'm doing, then I don't know what to do. And and specifically, when it's something serious like that, as I told you, what I'm doing is to write to in the God Kodesh to write the Rebbe and know the advice, the right advice, what to do. Um, what are your plans now? My plan now is come back with Mashiach right now. It's not like imagine, it's not like it's more serious and more, more realistic than Putin will be here in Kiev. It's more realistic than everything. I mean, we pray every day. We want Mashiach now. We're asking you want the Messiah yeah, now. Today. So we want it now and we believe it. It will be now. All right. And we will coming with all the Jews and the synagogues, everything be coming to Beit HaMikdash, to Jerusalem, to Yerushalayim. And we, we are trustful. Frumi, I want to bless you. I uh, We're all praying for your safety. Be safe. That's all we can say. Be careful. Be safe. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, too. Thank you, too. From right near the parliament in Kiev, Ukraine. We'll be right back after the break. Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. 
but join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller, and me, Matt Zucker, for Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here at the Tamar Gona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we are talking about the Ukraine, of course. That's all that's in the news now. Corona, by the way, doesn't exist anymore. Why? Because the media it doesn't tell you it exists anymore. That's how, you know, what, what is that joke? Uh, a pandemic so deadly you have to take a test to know if you have it. All right, uh, we're going to leave that alone. We're going now back to the Ukraine, the New World Order. What does that have to do? Can you rely on the West? The answer is absolutely no. If you haven't realized that after Afghanistan and now after the Ukraine, Israelis who haven't woken up yet, I think most Israelis have, but wake up, wake up, wake up. All right. Uh, our guest right now is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's an author. He uh, commentates on Mideast and world issues, and he's here joining us now. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, everybody's seen the dramatic footage, and one of the latest breaking news items right now as of Sunday afternoon is in a dramatic escalation of east-west tensions over Russia's invasion of Ukraine, President Vladimir Putin ordered Russian nuclear forces to, put on, uh, to be put on high alert in response to what he called, quote, aggressive statements, unquote, by leading NATO powers. Where would you like to start? Well, let's start a little bit um, uh, uh, in, in terms of background. You know, let's go back a little bit, just a little bit. Um, you know, if we go back about 25 years ago, about a quarter century ago, a, a guy by the name of uh, 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 Fukuyama wrote a famous um, um, article history is dead, or the end of history, pardon me, and his claim was that um, uh, uh, America hegemony is now complete, uh, uh, it is irreversible, um, uh, uh, the concept of liberal democracy and capitalism has won, and there is no, com there is no turning back. They're done deal. History is, is dead. Finished. The end of history. Well, it didn't take very long for that prediction to be proved to be um, violently uh, incorrect. Um, and with an emphasis on violence, of course, the, uh, at 9-11, they, 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 that proved that the, 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 the Islamists were not exactly overjoyed at his prediction. Uh, but to make a long story short, a very long story, um, uh, as Robert Burns said, the best laid schemes of mice and men gang off the glade. Uh, this is not exactly what was going on, and uh, this is not exactly what was happening. And we're seeing it now in Ukraine. We're, 
No, the the central question here is 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 a simple question. I think we all agree that if Putin had gone into those two little provinces, what's called Donbas, and uh, um, and freed them because um, he wasn't lying, evidently, when he said that there was a genocide going on there. The Ukrainians were killing a lot of people there. Uh, if he had gone in there and stopped, you know, the West would have made a little bit of noise. The noise would have passed within a week or two, and that's that. That's, you know, no big deal. But he continued, and it's very unclear at this point why he continued. Why did he go into Ukraine proper? Um, Ukrainians are are, uh, um, are are struggling very hard. I mean, they're they're fighting. They're fighting bad. There are there have been thousands of uh, Russian casualties. Many. Thousands of Russian families. We know that Putin's a patriot. He loves his people. He doesn't want dead Russia. Mordechai, we're losing you. I don't know. So can you? Why is he doing this? Well, the first. Mordechai, I don't know if you can hear me, but we're losing you. Um, if you can get closer to your modem or something. I'm hearing you very well. I'm no, there's no problem at all. So you're cutting out on us, and so we're losing. Some, we're, you're being clipped, and some of the words we, we don't hear. So j- just uh, keep going. But if you can be closer to your modem, or whatever you think might help with your internet, go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm, nothing moves with me. Okay, it's a, it's a laptop. Um, so, I, so, I just got into there. and not done anything else. It would have probably gone very, very simply. Within a week or two, it would have been passed over. The the, the West would have made some noises, and that's that. Basically, that's all the Biden people really know how to do is make noises. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. But he that was to be going on. I spoke with a friend of mine who's a former Russian, and he, and he he's right next. Extraordinary here, and he, he's very well informed, and he's finally in Russia and in Ukraine. Um, there are some points, several points, in Lidari, that that give a little perspective. If we go back to the to the period of World War II, um, the first people to actively support the Nazi regime particularly where the Holocaust was concerned, that was the Ukrainians. And one of the things that Putin has been saying all along is that his objective is to denazify Ukraine. That's a sort of an amazing statement. And now we find out that America has been arming for months now neo-Nazi militias in Ukraine to fight the Russians if they come in. And of course, they have come in. So when the United States is talking about giving weapons to Ukraine, they're not necessarily speaking of giving weapons to the Ukrainian government so much as to the to the Ukraine itself. Very similar to what they did in 1970s in Afghanistan. So we're talking about another kind of And now another report has come across today, and I emphasize right now, 
This report has not been confirmed. I'm giving you things which I personally consider basically rumors, but I have heard this, um, and, and this is very, very concerning. Um, Russia went in and basically bombed the heck of Kharkov, a city which is very close to the Russian border, where the population is almost completely Russian. And everybody says, well, why would they bomb Kharkov? It's, it's a Russian city. It's always been Russian city, just like Donbass has always been Russian. It's just the, 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 the Soviets moved the borders to make it more... Okay, we're still having uh, problems getting you. I'm going to try to call you back. Sorry, what did you say? Mordecai, you're, again, you're clipping. We don't hear. Uh, the internet is not stable. So I'm just wondering if I should call you back by phone or not. We have another three minutes. What, why, don't you, why don't we try to finish this segment? Go ahead. Okay. Mordecai. So again, the, 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 the reports that I'm receiving, and they're not from the reports, is that in Kalkov there was a major bioweapons laboratory funded by the United States government in cooperation with uh, uh, the, the, uh, the present president of Ukraine. Okay, stop very, for a moment because I want to repeat so our listeners understand. You're saying that there are people out there claiming or believing at least that they one of the reasons that Putin went in to the Ukraine is because the United States has been um, promoting and and uh, paying for um, l- laboratories in the Ukraine, just like in Wuhan. They, there, are, there are laboratories in the Ukraine also making uh, bioweapons and bioweapon research, etc., and they want to get rid of this because it's near their border. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. That is a report that I've been receiving. Again, unconfirmed so far. Right. I, I also heard that um, uh, maybe like about a week ago, maybe a little bit less. Um, I, I'll tell you, I've been watching, I like to watch the, opposing media. Um, you know, when I, I'm more conservative, but I will watch uh, BBC sometimes and Al Jazeera and uh, CNN just to see what they're saying. And with the Ukraine, uh, I went to go watch our news russia today news and their claims it's very interesting to see how both of the different sides are covering the situation they're saying that they're going in there protecting their citizens and they're they were claiming how do you think it feels for us that we have russians in the ukraine there who have been forbidden to speak their language and there's been a genocide going on since 2008 or 2014 i can't remember which um and there's an actual genocide they showed a book that was documenting supposedly this genocide of Russians or of some type of population that were Russian citizens in the Ukraine, that they've been bombed, they've been shot, they've been whatever, and that the world doesn't know about it because the world isn't interested in it, but this is happening. And Russia finally has also had enough with that, and they're going in to protect their citizens. That's in addition to, of course, the problems with NATO and um, having missiles right on their border. And as you're bringing up now the people who believe that there's also some bioweapon labs over there that they're afraid of. So um, in, in really 10 seconds until we go to the break, uh, take us, sum it, sum it up. 
there, were, there was an outbreak of smallpox in Ukraine, if anyone can believe that. Smallpox had been claimed to be eradicated throughout the world. There was an outbreak of smallpox in Ukraine last year. So they're going to stop that. Okay, we're going to have to hold it right there. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are talking about, of course, the Ukraine. What is anybody else talking about? That's all that they're talking about. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He's here talking to us about uh, theories why Russia may have gone in, and you have to look at what the other side is saying also to be able to get a better picture of what's really going on. And um, what does this all have to do with the New World Order? Hello, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. Ken, I can barely hear you tomorrow. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What does this all have to do with the New World Order? Well, we need to understand that everything has changed. I mean, this, this, this war um, has changed basically the entire calculus of how we look at the world. Uh, 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 China began by supporting Russia and is now against Russia. Because of the, as soon as Russia took over Donbass, China said, wait a minute, if a breakaway province is okay, then I don't have a claim against Taiwan. So China is diddling. They don't know what they're doing. Um, uh, 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 The United States is shown to be extraordinarily weak. Um, uh, Throughout this crisis, as we saw with with the corona crisis, um, all of the supranational organizations, uh, the United Nations, the the European Union, uh, NATO, they're all totally impotent. They're, they're at best irrelevant and probably, probably harmful. They, 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 there's certainly no way that a, uh, any resolution can be passed in the United Nations. Russia can simply veto it. None of these organizations are functional. So everything concerning the world order from Basically, 1947 through, through uh, 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 2020 is in flux. Everything is changing. We don't know what the degree of changing is. We don't know what the speed of change will be. And we certainly don't know what the result will be. But we do know that what was is not what will be. Some people are saying that this could be or is the start of World War III. What do you say? I can't hear you. Some people say that this is the start of World War III. What do you say? I would say that that's probably an exaggeration. Uh, of course, I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. Um, I don't see any reason to, to make that supposition. I don't think even uh, Putin, even Biden is that stupid. Um, uh, 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 for it to be World War III, 
there needs to be an enormous quantity of stupidity around the world. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to, and anybody has any desire like that. America wants to sell weapons. That's what, that's the primary um, uh, um, um, economic driver of the United States and has been at, at least since World War II. America needs to export weaponry around the world. And the best way to do that is, to, is for there to be wars. Remember, Donald Trump is the first president in the past hundred years to not go to war. The only one, the only one who did not go to war in the past hundred years. All of these people that say that this disturbs the peace of 70 years in, in Europe are ridiculous. People have forgotten the war in Bosnia, the war in Serbia, the war in Croatia, the war in Greece, the war in, 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 in Ireland, the war of the Basques. This is far from the only war in Europe since World War II. Far from it. So we need to somehow swim through the enormous morass of false information that we're all being given. America drives itself economically, and more than America, the American elite, drive themselves more than anything else by selling weaponry. So they need a war. So. This war was fomented by the Biden people. Now, what is it? Um, sorry? I want to ask you, you know, by the Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine was assured by the United States and NATO that if you give up your nuclear weapons, we're going to protect you, we're going to defend you. And they did. And they're just making sanctions. Like, Russia didn't yeah. know that that would be a consequence when they went in. So, I mean, you know, and we have all this sympathy going around the, the world for the Ukraine, and that's not helping the Ukrainians at all. The the Prime Minister, the, the what is he, Prime Minister, President um, Zelensky, he is, um, he's begging for help, and the U.S. is putting, well, we're, we'll put on sanctions, and NATO said they're not going to help him, they're going to be, they're going to try to remain neutral. I mean, this is crazy. What good are their insurances? They've totally lost their credibility. Oh, it's even worse than that, actually. The sanctions that Biden put on Russia, these are all companies, including the banks, that were sanctioned in 2014 and were still under sanction. In other words, he basically made a statement that had absolutely no meaning. Zero. All so of those sanctions that he put out there were sanctions that already existed. All he did was announce them again. So this should be a warning to all countries. Never give up your defense to another country to, to defend you. Never, never. What was the last country that gave up its, 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 massive, its, its weapons? Well, I know Israel's done it before, too, by the way. No, no, no. Israel's not giving up anything. But Israel that, gave up the its levy. The last country to give up its weapons was, was Libya. And what was the result of that? <laughs> remember remember Gaddafi, the female dog who was the Secretary of State at the time? Hillary Clinton. We went in, we saw he's dead. Right. He gave up his weapons willingly. But, you know, Israel's done the same thing. When we were making our, our amazing tank, the Merkava, I think uh, America wanted us to stop. And, and with our Levy, the, the jet, the Levy, we also stopped that because America didn't like it. So, you know, it's just a well, warning. There's only, one, there's only been one case so far 
where America demanded that we stop making our weapons, and that was the Levy. And that's because we had very weak uh, um, uh, 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 government at the time. It was Robin. Um, and uh, you're know, you, you right about that. But we did not stop with America Vile. We did not stop with the with our satellites, with our space program. We did not stop. Uh, uh, um, and I was personally involved in the satellite program. So I know that the, the degree of pressure that was put on us to fail us to stop when we said, forget it, Adam. We're not even going to talk about Good. it. Good. I'm we glad just, to hear it. Yes. even discuss the idea. Yes, and yes, that's yes, true yes. for many other many other weapon systems as well. Um, no, Israel has not given up anything. The only thing we've ever given up in that sense was the Levi, and that there that wasn't simply a mistake. That a mistake can happen. But all right, um, we only have about three minutes left. I want to ask you about the uh, Israeli government getting involved. I understand that there uh, there are rumors that they want uh, Bennett to be involved in negotiation, peace negotiations. Some are even saying that Bibi should come in and do it. And actually, Bibi has a relationship with Putin um, where, where Bennett doesn't. And I think Bibi's probably well, a better negotiator, Israel, but why all, should we? Israel, has a very strong relationship both with Russia and with Ukraine and also, of course, with the, with, with the United States. Mm-hmm. And Israel as a country could be a, uh, a negotiator. Right. I must say that Ukraine has asked us to do so, to do so, and they've also asked the Emirates to do so. And I think that's a very interesting uh, just, just a, a position here, mm. uh, that they've asked both Israel and the Emirates. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, again, kudos to Trump on, on that one. Um, and, and you're right, it could be, it could be uh, uh, Bennett. It could also be Bibi as a representative of this government to do that. that things like that have happened in the past. And how can that be good for Israel? Oh well, it, it, it improves our standing in, in terms of in, in terms of international relations. But won't won't both parties be unhappy because there's going to have to be par- uh, compromises made if they succeed, and both parties were n- are not going to want to com- uh, compromise, but they'll have to, perhaps I don't know, um, and they might just blame Israel for their predicament. No, it doesn't work that way. It, it never has. It, it doesn't work that way. If you have if you have a a, a, a fair um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, negotiator who represents both parties fairly, um, it, it would be very strange for anybody to try to try, try to blame bring, blame the negotiator. Okay. Um, but in this case, I think it's even less of a chance if it's both Israel and the Emirates together, it'll be even harder to put blame us. All right, so in the last uh, minute that we have, what do you want, where do you want to take us? Well, I, I would like people to uh, pay attention to that. Again, report, uh, it's not confirmed, an unconfirmed report about the biolabs in Ukraine. If that is proved to be the case, then Putin's hand, hands here are quite clean. He's doing something which is extraordinarily important for the entire world. Again, unconfirmed report. Um, uh, so a large if there. But it, it, uh, uh, on the other hand, if Putin simply went in as a as a uh, uh, an instance of 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 um, uh, uh, overshoot and arrogance. Then he has enormous blame on him, and I'm I'm hoping that that's not the case because um, uh, war is a terrible thing. I've been to war. I I have fought to defend my country. I didn't fight cornpone in back in the backyard. I fought to defend my country. Biden was a bully. But he was too 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 cowardly to defend his own country. 
So you have to look at things from a, a little bit of a broader perspective than just, you know, I, I can be a bully if I want to. That doesn't make you, that does not make you, make for presidential material. Well, I, I will end this uh, broadcast today saying that uh, we don't want to see anybody hurt. I look at these pictures of families sleeping on the floor in, in underground uh, subways and thinking about the poor children and, and the uh, elderly adults and, and even the mothers and fathers. It is a tragedy to see those killed. I've seen some very terrible footage as well. So All we wish everybody war well. Is tragedy. There is no war that's yeah. good. That war is horrible. It always is. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.